It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons will be here momentarily. And we'll, of course, take your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I imagine Trace will uh, pop in. Hey, one of the things we want to hear from you about is... Uh, Kind of what you're beginning to notice after the uh, the big freeze. Uh, beginning to notice. Well, yeah, just uh, no. I was hoping for the positive, like I'm beginning to notice this is coming back. Or, well, this is uh, the, the the person that was talking to me just a minute ago had the typical. He he was uh, as a lime. Oh. That got uh, blasted a big uh, big lime in a container, and. Uh, it was kind of good that I didn't get finished talking to him. Oh, because he wasn't going to like bad news. Yeah, they're bad news. They're, the, um, there's going to be a lot of them that are not going to survive. There's some citrus that was planted out in our neighborhood, and it was in the front yard. And it was not too tall, and it's just brown. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you don't. I'm up, I'm pessimistic on the citrus, but you don't want to give up too soon. You want to yeah. give it. Give it Three to four weeks, so that you can, if there is any green, and part of the uh, reason to be optimistic is that some of the, if they're more than two or three years old, some of them have, are on their own rootstocks. So you got a chance, like a lime or a lemon, will uh, sprout from the ground, and it will be desirable, a desirable uh, rootstock. Uh, some some of the newest ones though are are, are grafted onto uh, sour orange, which is not not really worthy of uh, uh, preserving. So so there'll be a lot of yeah. folks out there looking at the at the citrus. Well, do you think anything? So I'm starting to notice, and maybe it's just weeds. Okay, so yeah, you know, last Sunday when we talked, the uh, St. Augustine grass was just crispy, yellowish brown and crispy. And I'm starting to see little green splocks coming up. But maybe that's just weeds. I haven't looked at it closely. Could be. Yeah, I think I think they're too early for the St. Augustine to recover a little. Yeah, it is pretty early. Uh, there could be a few especially if you had your St. Augustine had green uh, green growth. Yeah, it did. A lot of them did. And and you drive through the neighborhood and it's just uh-huh. There are some lawns that are still green, uh, but most of them that had the St. Augustine. Now, would Bermuda have done better? Oh, no. No. Bermuda did. No. So the ones that are green, how did they stay green? Was that? Well, in my neighborhood, the ones that are green are rescue grass, uh, annual blue grass, and uh, horse herb, and, uh, oh, and and our, oh, what is the... uh, the one that crawls bed straw. Oh. That amazes me. Bed straw looks like it should should have been fried, but it, it didn't get faced at all the by the cold. Bed straw is apparently pretty tough. Yep. 
I was trying to think. So we're, we're, we want to hear from you. So you could, Milton, you're on yours. Yeah. It could be one of the winter weeds. Maybe so. That's so, so you want to kind of take a look at it. So should you, besides pulling out the weed or putting something on it, should I do anything else to with the St. Augustine to help it along? No, I, you just get, at least keep it mowed. Okay, and, well, i got to take the leaves off of it from the oak tree. Oh. They're still on there. But I, but it, it there's nothing to mow. Yeah. Well, then, don't, well, I thought you said there were some things growing. Oh, there are. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can mow those, but yeah, if the, there's if not a lot. That if you look at the yard as a whole, you see all brown, brown. Oh, a little green. Brown, 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 a little green. Oh, well, my vincas are still going. Yeah, Jerry and I are do uh, just keep mowing that those winter weeds. Okay, it looks good. Now, if you've got San Augustine there, and uh, so much the better. Okay, and then my vincas, um, I'm still hoping. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> okay, so if they do come back from the root, can we name the vincas after me? No. Why? <laughs> These are these are miracle Christmas vincas or, uh-huh. or miracle winter vincas. Well, they'll come. They'll probably come back from seed. Yeah, that's what uh, you say this, now. This but when summer. they come back, it's like when you thought my poppy was maroon. Yeah. Well, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. We're right at the edge of the March. Yeah. Two or three weeks, we'll have the. The zinnias coming up from seed. <laughs> oh, should I put my zinnias? We got a couple callers. Hang on the line. We're okay. we're, we're fixing you. Uh, but uh, let's see. There we go. Oh, nope, still not seeing it. There we go. Linda's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Linda, what's going on? Well, I have two questions. Last year I called and said, how do you get rid of that ryegrass in your carpet and i found out and i treated it and this year i can see every spot i missed i and i don't remember when you had to put that on so it wouldn't come up the pre-emergent um august 1st or well sometime in august before september 1st okay and my second question was, I have a mesquite tree in my backyard. It's the only tree I have, and the back of my house faces west. So it doesn't give a lot of shade, but I just love mesquite trees. And I have a plague of ball moss and mistletoe. And I paid a man to come take it all out. And I think he just knocked it off the branch, and now I have a plague of mistletoe and ball moss again. Is there any way to permanently get rid of that besides getting rid nope. of the tree? <laughs> no, not no, not really. That's uh, that's what we you know we we discuss this quite often. There are some chemical ways to temporarily get it off, and then there's physical. Ways just like your guy did to temporarily get off, but it, it comes ba- comes back that uh, mesquite is just an ideal p- place that makes itself welcome. <laughs> why why would you want to get rid of the mistletoe? 
Now that's the one that is. Uh, I mean, that's the only green you have in that tree in the winter. Oh uh, well, I kind of never expected green in the mesquite tree. I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley where mesquite is everywhere, and it kind of reminds me of home. It's a bitter disappointment for a shade tree, but it's what I have, and it's a giant tree, and it would cost me too much to take it out. I oh, yeah, don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe, we're not suggesting that you take it out. Well, why would you want to do you want to get rid of the mistletoe, though? That's yeah. what I'm asking. It's so pretty and green in the winter. You could you could shift. You shift your philosophies and start bragging on this wonderful mesquite, which you do very well, <laughs> but also say these other native, these other native, wonderful native plants, ball moss and mistletoe yeah. are on there, too. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen. (laughs) I do want to say one thing. My Meyer lemon tree this year was a huge success, and I gave away so many lemons, the neighbors started slamming the doors on me when I walked on the sidewalk. So this year I squeezed them into ice cube trays, popped the... Cubes Great into idea. a gallon Ziploc bag, and I have enough lemons that this summer when I get through mowing my grass and I'm hot and sweaty, I can have a fresh lemonade from my lemon tree this winter. There you go. That's good. Uh, how how did your uh, Meyer lemon fare in the uh, at cold weather? You did get some cold weather, didn't you? Yes, I did. We got down to 12 degrees. So how did you cover it? I get the old-timey Christmas tree lights like we had when we were kids that burn your finger when you touch them. I wrapped it in a circle on the top (laughs) of the pot and covered it with sheets. And I've done that every year. It's in a pot, but I can't bring the pot in the house. It's so heavy Uh and I'm old. And, uh, but the, the, but the sheets and the, and the Christmas the lights work. The sheets and the Christmas the lights work fine, huh? Yes, they did. And um, I, I think I'm at the point where I need to repot it because it's been in that pot for eight years, and I'm sure the dirt is depleted. I did well, fertilize well, it. Well, why do why do you think that you you you're getting a crop that you're very happy with, and your plant is surviving cold weather? I'm I'm feeling really jealous because I've got uh, two le- lemons and three limes that I'm not sure are going to live, and you're uh, you're uh, talking about uh, how much uh, how large the crop is and how wonderful they did in the cold. So you're you got it. You got the uh, right combination. Have you uncovered it yet? Uh, yes, I have, and it uh, it looks dead, but I know it's not. Oh, oh! Well, I've re- <laughs> I've revised my. Uh, yeah, we'll have to oh, wait no. and see yeah, what happens. The leaves, the leaves dropped off, and they're brown, but they do anyway. Don't discourage me. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we, we want you to get a dose of realism here. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Yeah, yeah, Linda, sometimes when those leaves turn brown means that they're uh, <laughs> they're not functioning. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thanks, Linda. Keep okay. the faith. Hey, Terry has a similar question, I think, at 210-308-8867. Hi, Terry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Okay. Thanks so much for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I have a large lemon bush, or it's shaped to a, side, uh, a bush, not really a tree, but it has quite a good size uh, set of trunks to it, and it took a hit. Uh, there was no way we could, it's so large that there was no way we could possibly cover it. And right now all the leaves are brown. And, uh, they haven't fallen off yet, but you can still see on the stems green. Uh, except for the stems I've gotten larger where it's brown, you know, the, uh, the regular, uh, bark of a, you know, that you would expect. So my question is, Considering that it's probably at least over 10 years old, if not longer than that, um, probably 12 to 15 years old and quite large, do you think it could survive or did survive? What did you say what it was? A lemon? lemon. Well, it, it is it's a, a lemon, a... but I'm not sure if it's a Myers lemon or not. Uh, we've had uh, lemons for, from it for the past three or four years now. We're, okay. we're here. Uh, we're transplanting here from up north. Pro- pro- and, probably, uh, if it's a, survived ten years, it's probably a Myers lemon. Yeah. And yeah, uh, okay. you're you're here in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, well, outside in Laverne. Okay. Uh, how how uh, cold did it cold. get at your house? Uh, probably. Uh, I want to say I'd seen somebody like eight degrees. Yeah. Well, you yeah. got. Uh, the uh, it's a, a good good sign. You can see some green, but you, you, the best you can do is uh, kind of wait and see how, what it, what develops. Yeah, yeah. A le- <laughs> Did you it cover is- it at all? No, we couldn't. Uh, there was no way that it's so large that there was okay. no way that we could possibly cover this uh, uh, mess. I mean, and it's gotten to be kind of a mess. But it produced so much lemons this year. It was silly. And I was out there uh, as it was turning cold and just picking lemons off of it. To, you know, we wanted to, there you and go. the lemons were so large. Uh, they they were basically almost the size of oranges. Yeah. And so it did, really did well, but now it looks pretty ugly. Did you take Did you take any pictures? Uh, of the tree before. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think there's a, a negative effect of yeah. comment coming. Uh, yeah, this uh, is scary. If you took any picture, get some prints made, and yeah. go out in time to the branches of that dead tree. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it dead? Well, <laughs> it's uh, dead. Based yeah, based on the description, <laughs> uh, we would expect it to be because because we're, we're, we're also looking at trees that had a uh, cloth layer. Plastic layer, oh. heat source, <laughs> and, and uh, are completely dead. Yeah, dead uh, uh, foliage at least, and looks like the stems maybe. Oh, the whole tree. <laughs> all that all that heat source is good. The wrapping is good up there. Yeah. until it go, goes below 
until uh, it gets in single digit. Well, and, uh, and when that happens, you can kiss it goodbye. Well, and also yeah. ten, uh, ten or eleven days. Oh yeah. You know, you know, when you wrap we something with in that cloth. Yeah. You know, if it's uh, you, you could celebrate if you get three or four good days, but the, the winds start yeah. working it and uh, the weather, the well, winds we change directions. I, yeah. Well, we didn't actually have. Uh, I would say that was at most uh, seven days that, and only about two or three of those days that was uh, below uh, freezing during that time. So it wasn't a. It was. Yeah, during the daytime it was mostly above freezing, but at night it got pretty cold. So yeah, uh, so I hope you're. Can, I hope you're right. And all night yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So my other and, uh, question in regards to that: Could I kiss gardenias and hawthorn goodbye too? Is what? Could and I kiss hawthorn? gardenias and hawthorn goodbye too? They got brown uh, and pretty yeah. Good. They they took a hit. I yeah. can't I can't remember seeing any uh, out, out there. We don't really use use them in my neighborhood. No. Ah. Okay. The, well, uh, we we have a whole bunch around our house, and it it took a hit. So, maybe we'll ask uh, some people to call in on that one. Um, yeah, the, I know. Uh, the, you know, things about, like camellias and crepe myrtle are fine. I mean, they they look perfectly fine, but they can take the hit. Well, so. but there's some there's some folks. One of the articles in the paper talked about the crepe myrtles uh, potential the for put, problems. Certain varieties, yeah, yeah. yeah. Locations. But I, I've seen crepe myrtle up in uh, even southern Pennsylvania. So I guess it depends upon the variety. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll variety see, and uh, the state of stress they're in. Uh, yeah. Well, we always try to keep things watered. So. Uh, Despite the fact that we had drought, always uh-huh. try to keep things watered. So there is keep that. Us, so. Keep us informed on your uh, lemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Good, and good luck. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. David is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, David. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, not too bad. Afternoon. You know, um... You remember that old expression about crisis can create opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, thinking about this frost, uh, we got a lot of opportunities here uh, by getting rid of invasive species. Uh, you know, for years, uh, wasn't, you know, like the red ants uh, crossed the Mexican border some decades ago, but now they're all the way into Kansas. So that hard frost probably did a lot to wipe those babies out. And I'm trying to, you know, there must be a couple of hundred different invasive species that have been uh, working their way across Texas for years. Um, Have you got any ideas if, for example, that happened in your backyard or it happened in your neighborhood and there were certain species that had gotten pretty well wiped out by those invasive species is there any effort you think could uh, get into replanting the original uh, and and doing a you know fast campaign while those things are gone well it'd be there's a lot of difficulties uh, what are we talking about ants no well, we're could talking be any about kind plants, of plants. plants. 
Yeah, plain uh, well, uh, if, yeah. if you listen to our audiences, they're they're more interested in preserving the plant the the plants that they've got. Yeah. And you know their, their lemons and their limes and uh, and so so it uh, you you would have a, by the time you got a campaign like that mounted. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing is our uh, our wholesale nursery trade right now. We we don't have a whole lot of surplus uh, mm-hmm. plant materials, and so to get them to participate, you'd have to have some kind of uh, uh, assurance that they'd sell those things, and you'd have to have a <laughs> oh, uh, they'd have to be yeah. confidence. Yeah. Well, you know, if you knew that there was a stand of something that used to grow in your county and it's down to a, the last gulch, you know, is, is where the seeds are, you know, send somebody down there with a bicycle and a, a bag with a hole in the bottom of it and just, you know, gather up all that stuff and ride around town, le- you know, leaking out yeah, yeah. seeds. Uh, you, you know, you need a big bike for Ligustrum. <laughs> hey, one other thing. Uh, cholera, I, I'm real nervous. You know, you hear about how many busted pipes and raw sewage spilled everywhere. Have you got any idea, um, you know, if you were to hose a, the area down, you still want to make sure your dogs are not rolling in it and, um, you know, bringing bringing feces into the house kind of thing. Um, have you got any ideas about cholera prevention and, you know, washing down an area so that the, you can take advantage of that sewage for fertilizer, but you've got to thin it out, I'd bet, quite a bit, you know, to make sure that it uh, it doesn't get into a, a cholera kind of situation. Well, I'm I don't, not aware of anything, but let's see if Milton is. Is Milton, are you, you are our cholera expert? No. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, cholera. You, you know the cholera. disease cholera? Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. kill you. It, It'll kill you. It's a raw sewage disease. Yeah, well, and, but that—that's yeah. one of the reasons why they have the—we have those ins, the inspections, and there's been a real, a real uh, commitment to getting more and more folks. What do they call that? Uh, the the breaks the that uh, cycle. Hmm? Break the what? Department. Oh, I think of uh, what are you breaking? You're <laughs> breaking the flow. You're Preventing the flow of water back into the oh source. oh back wall back something back wash back pressure back pressure yeah. okay oh, that's why you have the that's a that's a real key and uh, yeah. I understand I'm not an expert on that but uh, I I think that was a in the in this freeze and that damage that was a mechanism that made. That uh, made your system better mm-hmm. because it, it allowed you to uh, repair the the flow going into the house and prevented it from going outside to threaten yeah. any of the neighbors or anything. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's a, a one we're going to have much expertise on, David. Well, somebody um, in the yeah. uh, listening audience might have an Yeah, idea, they might. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they say. Uh, it's, there's going to be sections of town or, you know, something. I remember one of the first times I went to Texas uh, down in Austin, they had a rooming house, and the sewage pipes were outside the wall of the building. And they didn't have sewage pipes inside the building. They, they actually went down the side of the house. And in a hard frost, you can imagine your raw sewage pipes blowing open. Uh, yeah, the, busting. And, 
Yeah, and then you got raw sewage out the backyard. And if somebody never went out the backyard after this frost, they might not know there's a great big stinking pile out there, you know. So it is. Cholera is real. Yeah, but uh, it's... But it's your pile, right? <laughs> when you, when you, I mean, if you didn't have cholera inside the house, you wouldn't get cholera in any yard, right, Milton? Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I, again, I, I should have paid the extra 20 bucks to get the cholera information, but I passed. I'm sorry. You know, uh, mo- uh, there's a lot of people that poop in the backyard, Milton. Really? What is it, Mark uh, Peterson always says? Uh, no, I think you. I think you misunderstand, Mark. Oh, okay. David, we got to take a commercial break, okay? <laughs> All right. United, you stand. Divided, we fall. Uh, yeah, all right, man. Take care. Bye, David. Bye, bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Real quick, talk to you about uh, Spider-Man termite and pest control. If you've got those uh, nasty ants that the man's was talking about and you want to get them gone, uh, you can call Spider-Man termite and pest control. They do a great job. Uh, if you had scritchies in your attic and you want them gone, call uh, Spider-Man termite. Scritchies? Little rodents, scritchies. You hear... You're sitting in the living room and you hear. Really? Yeah. And they're called screechies? No, they're called mice and rats and squirrels oh. and stuff. But uh, the unknown. The unknown. There you go. Uh, if you've got them, you can need to call Spider-Man termite and pest control. We'll have to find out when termite swarming season comes about. Is did is it, is it already passed or? And I know mosquito season. I don't season know. We'll is, have to ask Jerry. Yeah, he raises termites in his yard <laughs> <laughs> with the roaches. Uh, and then mosquitoes will be here soon, and Spider-Man has the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System as well. Learn more about it at Spider-Man uh, Pest Control. Go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com or 210-656-3721. Is Spider-Man going to mi- miss the uh, taking care of the fire ants? Yeah, because I think you know the previous caller said they. I've actually they heard. froze down. No, no, and I've heard that that Wrong. if you if you oh I read that uh, after the thing that you could expect Wrong. fire ants to go. Oh. <laughs> okay. They they shall be back. All right. They're on the ground. Okay. You Tempor- think they stood up there on top of the mound when it got below? The- They're making little snow ants. Yeah. Uh, no. T- temporary retreat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And are they going to come back mad and angrier? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know if they can be any mad and angry. <laughs> That's true. Well, Trace, welcome to the porch. Blue. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm tired. I bet. You've been walking around. I've been seeing you running around. Um, People are buying those, buying those tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, the Ruby Crush. Yeah. You got a good supply of them, and uh, I see a lot it's of people about buy the them. only tomato I could get. <laughs> yeah, I noticed right? that they were... Slimpy. And today's the day that we're not keeping the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I didn't think it was fair to do it last Saturday because uh, we didn't have hardly any customers. Yeah, so. that was good. So we Today, did it this Saturday. Today's we'll be able to give them a, a little bit better donation. And they're big old beautiful plants. Yeah. Four and a half inch. Yeah. Nice and tall. For only a dollar ninety nine. Yes. Four and a half inch box. And, the and all the money goes to the youth gardening effort, Master Gardener Youth Gardening Effort. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Today. That's a good deal. Yeah. 
And uh, we we can thank uh, David Rodriguez. Uh, well, thank you, David, for working <laughs> working with our local uh, transplant tra- uh, transplant growers for having them grow a lot of Ruby Crush. That's why Trace said that was about all that was ava- on the availability list because they had been grown for the rodeo. That and uh, they had some heating issues. Yeah. Oh, oh. did it? Yes. Uh-oh. Right. But, but anyway, uh, these plants are look great. And, uh, and then there's some other plants over there that look pretty good. Right behind the uh, tomatoes, so a few st- a few strawberries, but there's uh, blue bonnets. Yeah. So oh, oh man, they look great. And they're on sale, four-inch pot, regularly $1.59, on sale four for $5. And then, and I trace you. You're bothering me because I have to do the math on that. <laughs> to make sure that's a good deal. Darn a quarter. Well, <laughs> yeah, just let Trace do the math. Okay. And a six-inch pots, regular three ninety-nine, are set on sale for three for ten dollars. Three thirty-three. Oh, okay. And a third. <laughs> <laughs> well, then then there's uh, another thing that's been a lot of moving out uh, of the. Uh, Oh, the the red flowers, geranium. Geranium, yeah, yeah. they're pretty. At uh, what is that variety? That uh, well, we've got two, we've got two groups. <laughs> so the front ones are just pink and red. Uh-huh. This batch is Fantasia. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit different size, uh, different size in the plants and the pots and the price. Okay. That Fantasia was the one that took yeah. the heat so well. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one that you could uh, we left on our patio mm-hmm. for through mm-hmm. the. Summer after it was introduced, and it just performed very well. I think right after the freeze, that was the first plants that people were buying were fat mm. geranium. I kept mine alive. <laughs> Did you? For years. For years. You right? move it in or what? Well, I, I didn't bring it in the house, but I had sealed off my back patio. And, okay. And my wife put some heat lamps out there. So yeah, it'll take a pretty cold it, temperature. It stayed just warm enough to keep that and the ruella alive. Okay. Yeah, I you know we always talk about the dwarf Aurelia as being uh, coming coming back year after year. A lot of time it goes back to the to the ground, but it'll always come back from either seed or plant. It certainly will go back to the ground after the cold weather. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, walking in a building uh, yesterday. Yesterday was day before yesterday, and uh, that Aurelia. It's crispy all the way to the ground at their entry. So I, I don't know. I think it will Uh-oh. because I just, every time I think uh, mine's done for. You think it will come back? Yeah, I think it will take a little, I'll take, take a while because you're right. It's pretty serious, the uh, yeah. dieback. Now, do, uh, Dr. Larry Stein went, to, went around and looked at all the colored uh, plants of blue bonnets that we had planted from seed and uh, he said uh, the only ones that got burnt only thing that got burnt back were the blooms early blooms mm. uh, and the plants were okay even at the botanical garden and oh good everywhere else you know the hedge a little bit on the Ruelia, uh if they're in containers, I think there's a little more challenge there. Than, oh, yeah. And if they're in the, the ground. Because I imagine the roots are yeah. a little bit more cold sensitive. 
Trace, what are folks asking you a lot about in terms of uh, what to cut back, how to cut it back, yeah. what to <laughs> feed it with. And if I had to pick one plant, that's the majority of the questions. It's sago palms. Uh huh. I was gonna. <laughs> oh yeah. I've heard a lot of people at work talking about said their sago palms and did you did their you sago give palms a, in the neighborhood? Did you give them a Milton uh, recommendation? Uh, 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 don't you <laughs> don't you put that on me? I didn't, I didn't know Milton had a recommendation. Mil- Milton <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, Jerry said, "What should I do about my sago palm with its nine degrees?" Yeah. Kiss it goodbye. <laughs> I'm, so, so I'm thinking 50, 50% are going to come so? up with some sprouts in the middle, <laughs> and well, 50 well. aren't. And, and maybe some babies on the side of the ones with the top yeah. died. Oh, good. Okay. You know, uh, I saw a statement which is kind of which surprised me a little bit. Uh, another gardening author uh, said that he thought poinciano was not going to be uh, affected at all. What? Yeah. Kind of a little different than our than our experience with. What's uh, that? You mean Pride of Proud of Barbados? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Who was that? We need to slap him. Uh, <laughs> I, mi- I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, Physical wow. violence. What were they talking about? It was in the article. Was oh. In the article. It wasn't, wasn't Neil, was it? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. Be ca- now, wait, be, confer with Milton before you... No, I just get us just involved in the, yeah. I don't want to get in a fight over this. You, you, your, your belief is perhaps different. No, my, no, my no. Uh-huh. Those suckers are to the ground and probably dead. But well, that, that's but the, if we're talking about Mexican bird paradise. Yeah, right. Yeah. They may have dropped seeds. Well, yeah. Unless somebody is going and collecting their own seeds, there's going to be seeds out there that will probably come back up. Huh, I don't Trace. know. <laughs> I never. How many it. seedling Prada Barbados have you ever seen under a mature plant? Well, near a mature plant. We don't actually know how much of that's coming up from the root and how much of it's coming up by seed. Look at this that's guy. True. I hate to change the topic, but look at this. Look at this. He's a big old guy. <laughs> I would say no. Is that coming up from the root? Is that what, if you this year, it, this year I agree with you, but there's going to be seeds, and those seeds could sprout. And for those unpatient people out there, I will go find some, <laughs> and I will sell them to you. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a, there's always that one guy that's out, uh, uh, that, that other state where I could bring in a bunch of. Them. Oh, okay. okay. So this is an illustration of uh, we're gonna have, the best thing to do is not yeah over. That's a great point. You know, kind of kind of go go slow. Give your plants some patience. The other thing is, it depends on uh, on almost all of these plants. It depends on where they're growing, what they were treated like before. Yeah. And will there there aren't very many that are gonna operate the exact same way. A lot depends on whether you're married or not, too. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What does that what? If, if you're not, if you're married, the odds are you're going to be replacing them regardless. Because uh, <laughs> okay. they're not going to look good. Even yeah. even if they come up from seed, which yep. I doubt, uh, they'll, uh, they won't bloom next pro, next next uh, season. Well, how long would you give the sagos? Because I would think that would be... Oh, the sagos, I think in four weeks we'll know. Oh, about a month you'll know? From, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe four years, Milton. Uh, you are just Mr. Pessimist. Wait, wait till I, it's proud. I'm going to say some, six to eight. Some people see the glass as, as half empty. Some people don't even see the glass. Uh, <laughs> but you're, you, even if you do my four weeks, uh-huh. you are probably gambling because I, I've seen some of them or uh, kind of piled, uh, p- piled in a corner, <laughs> and come up 
with uh, with those sprouts. So that four, that uh, six to eight, we, if you're patient, that six to eight weeks might not be a bad So I have thing. a weird question. Uh, yeah, I, really? I've, I've, I've heard them all this Uh-oh. week. I doubt you could come up with a new one. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm just curious. I don't have enough that I don't guess this would qualify. But do homeowners' policies cover damage to landscape? No. I can't imagine. No. Okay. So if you had all this stuff in your yard, you did the beautiful, beautiful, uh, you just put in St. Augustine. I don't know, whatever you did. And then, uh, and all you had 25 Sago Palms and all, and 25 Point Siena. And none of them are coming back. Can you? So that person, no. Can you put that in a person claim? needs to be patient. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not covered by insurance. Okay. Nar are uh, vegetable growers. Well, when they you lose their vegetable crop. Yeah, that's. Nar are uh, wholesale nurseries. Yeah. Retail nurseries. If really? they if they lose uh, plant material. Okay. Uh, they don't. They're not covered. Uh, but some some corn growers and some wheat growers and uh, some other farmers are covered. Yeah, if they take out uh, yeah. certain crop insurance. Yeah. Well, I was just curious because it yeah. depends on the yard. Where we didn't. Milton, you got to start over again. No, <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, uh, basically, it was some perennials that will probably hopefully come back. My vincas, there were four of them. Oh, jeez. I know. I'm pretty upset about that. What well, else? What else is on sale? I would trail? hope for seed. Uh, talking about that sago, yeah. Uh, you know, the last hard freeze we had, I'm, I'm not talking about the supers, the 89 and that bunch, uh, killed some sagos. I mean, uh, browned the leaves and everything. But uh, uh, some of them, and I couldn't explain it, sometimes... One was on one side of the driveway, and one was on the other side, and one was brown, completely brown, and the other one wasn't touched. Huh. And uh, in protected areas, some of them. This year, every one of them, and none of them. Every one of them's brown. Well, now, but, you them gotta, brown. but you, you know, got to be sim- careful. Simple things. <laughs> we we gathered about ten of the really big ones that we had in the back. We. St- we didn't have a place big enough to actually put them, so we stuck them behind the greenhouse, and we covered them, and they're fine. Um, well, what about other palms? And you can and are, are sago palms really sago? Uh, really no, palms? That's they're not think, really. Palms. I didn't think so. But some sagos also have have some green, even those that were out. Mm-hmm. Oh, like on patios and things, and semi-sheltered. You, if you look real close, you see that uh, the middle growth area where there's some green still. So I think I lost all those big mid jewels. Okay. Ones along the, that we used to decorate for Christmas. Oh. Um, the windmills seem to fare very well. The Mediterraneans, uh, we had to cut off a lot of foliage, but I think they're okay. That's good. The sables, same thing. I think they're. I, I know they're okay. I'm a little worried, and we don't have any, but I'm a little worried about Mexican fan palms around town. My my assumption is most of them are dead. All right. It seems like in 89, uh, which was a shorter freeze, still cold, but shorter, I think most of them died that year. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, Billy, we got to take a break, so you hold on a second. We're going to talk to you in just a second. 210-308-8867. More with Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Joni Summers, her birthday today, or or the 24th of uh, February. February birthdays is our musical uh, joiners. Uh, Real quick, talk about Wild Birds Unlimited. Always fun talking to Kyle and learning what's going on with birding uh, in San Antonio. And if you want to bring nature to your yard, hey, there's Mark. Um, It's like squirrel. Uh, you want to uh, go ahead and, and uh, connect with uh, the guys over at Wild Birds Unlimited. Wait a minute. I'm confused. Uh-huh. Bringing nature into your yard, and then here's Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, talk to Mark about, talk to Mark about cholera. Uh, <laughs> Mark's running away. Why? No, if you... If you if you uh, if you want to bring nature to your yard, Mark or others, then you can uh, go by Wild Birds Unlimited. They're problem solvers. I like to think of them as that way because whether it's how do I do it to how do my why aren't my purple martin houses working or what's with all these sparrows, yeah, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited can help you to understand. They're at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You'll love working with Kyle and all the gang over there at Wild Birds Unlimited uh, from uh, just a feeders to houses to books to binoculars to that, hats. That, that pepper flavored uh, suit that oh, we talk Jerry about enjoys so much yeah um, I think Jerry likes the blueberry the best <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that's wild birds unlimited Northwest military and Hebner and the number 210-479-BIRD 210-479-BIRD Billy's on the line thanks for waiting Billy how can we help you I just wanted to respond to Calvin's question about uh, somebody that uh, wrapped their citrus trees like we did. Uh, yeah, how'd you I do? Have, how'd you do? I, I did good. Oh, uh, good. I have, it, it's an orange frost, and it might uh, do better than some others. But I did have the uh, the cloth underneath with a with a grow light and uh, I mean with a drop light, and then the tarp on top of it. The uh, the leaves are all green. It wouldn't surprise me if I lose them, but I'm sure the tree's going to be all right. How did uh, the the wind didn't pull it apart or anything? How did you hold it together? Did you use any of the special I, I, uh, fabrics we've been talking I, about? I put a uh, a step ladder beside of it and put the tarp over the ladder as well as the tree. Very smart. And uh, okay, and it, so that 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 kind of a good idea. Yeah, makes it unnecessary to do you the the plastic frame over it. Yeah. How right. how old is how old is your orange frost tree? Uh, probably five or six years. It's five just or in six a years. half whiskey so barrel, not yeah. very big, but uh, it, so uh, it might it might be on its own. No, it is own on its, root. It is on its own root. Five six years old. So you're in good shape even if it freezes to the ground. Well, it it looks good. It's uh, most of the leaves yeah. are. Just still green but wouldn't surprise me if they lose the leaves but uh, as long as the tree hangs in i'll be all right yeah you did good mechanics light you say for for the heat source the heat source was a drop light yeah okay sounds good billy thanks for the info yeah cool and your how are your blue bonnets looking uh blue bonnets uh has some damage but they're going to make it all right uh, what bothered me the most was blue plumbagos. I have a real big bed of them, and it looks like they're gone. 
Well, I would be surprised if they're completely gone. Yeah, mine, mine a lot of them are, are fried. Yeah, mine are, have been down for a month or so. I mean, uh, the top, tops have died. I keep thinking mine are coming back. I mean, they're all they're all, <laughs> they're all uh, damaged, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I think they them. will. I'm an optimist. Yeah. Well, mine, mine were green. real tall, and and I, I should have trimmed the back earlier and didn't, but I, I did after the freeze, and I don't know whether they're going to come back or not. But yeah, just cut, them, just cut them off at the ground. Well, I, I left them about maybe a foot tall, so I don't you know. You know, there's, okay. there's, Billy's got low-flying birds over there. Well, that's true, too. Some of the, <laughs> some of the bigger, bigger stems are still green. Okay. They're going to come back. Good. And I have some grass that's all right that had leaves on it. I, now the le- I would rake the leaves off, and there's green grass underneath. Oh, good. Is it uh, is that our winter weeds, or is it actually San Augustine oh, it, grass? It's San, it's San Augustine grass. I'll be darned. Wish I did. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pessimistic. I, I, he just is, does not appreciate the winter weeds. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to I'd like listing. to take credit for mine, but my neighbor's leaves are the ones that were covering mine. Some of my some of my oh. pop, some of my poppies survived. Oh, good. Oh, good. All of mine. The poppies did fine. There was a little, they're little burned edges, but they're yeah. they'll, they'll be fine. I had some probably a foot tall. Oh yeah, and, that's. And they're the ones that uh, that got the that got the hit. Uh-huh. The smaller ones look like they're going to be all right. Good. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't pay to get ahead of the team. Is that the maroon poppies? Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure which it is. I've had two or three different ones, and it's probably a mixture. Okay. Well, good. Well, don't tell Greg that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, cool. Billy. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for doing Okay, yeah. Take All care. Right. You bet. Thanks for calling. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I got, a, I got an unusual truck in this week. Topiary Boxwoods. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, you're, just, you're just real faint. I'm trying to bring you up. All right, so topiary boxwoods. So we've got uh, spiral cut boxwoods. We've got where it's two ball uh, boxwoods, things that you don't normally see uh, because it's very labor intensive to get them that way. Uh, and some arbovitae that are in um, very unique forms. So we had cats, keyword is had. They were so pretty that we sold two, the two cats right away. But we've got butterflies <laughs> and we've got uh, like a sunflower uh, a deer so it's actually four plants coming out with the legs up into the topiary oh, how cool uh, it's really interesting stuff where do you have them uh, they're scattered up and down the main aisle over here okay I missed them I'll have to go uh, yeah you'll have to go look because uh, they're they're worth talking about Did they buy the Girl Scout cookies some of them okay that was a subtle way of saying we got people selling Girl Scout cookies here. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure one of the, the little ones comes over here in a second. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what everybody's buying and excited about is, old Delph- is that Delphinia? Uh, yes. In solid full bloom at the entrance. Yep, so those are, I think, three they're, gallon. And we also got some gallons in, too. They're killer. Hey, Trace, can you stick around for one more second? 8867. All right, Terry, what's going on? Well, I had about six bags of palms outside on the ground, and I didn't cover them or anything, and they're looking pretty bleak. They're all yellow, so I'm wondering, um, 
Should I just leave them be and see if they'll come back to life, or do I need to cut everything down or pull them out and replant with new, or what's going to happen? Tell him, Depend, Depends on which one of the experts here you talk to. Tell him, Well, Jerry's opinion, what he's trying to get me to say is... is Kiss him goodbye. Yeah, that's Jerry's opinion. <laughs> We're, Trace and I are recommending that you be a little, you're patient with him because... Uh, I'm kind of thinking that half of those that look completely done for are going to do like they normally do and have some uh, have some green come up in the middle. Um, or babies on the side. Yeah. Okay. So we, start, start. we got we got this guy this guy the customer just at the yeah. side that's just participating too. He he says he seems to think I don't know. He says oh oh so yeah. So just cut them down and see what happens. So Mark is saying, "Am I am I quoting you correctly, Mark? Cut them down anyway, and then see what happens." So so okay. you you don't have to worry at all about the growing point or if it's green or anything, Mark. No, no, it's uh, Sego 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 Pump. Pump. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to. You. Hand it over to Mark. Are you gonna go back to work? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna talk about some of the programs here. All right, all right. All right so. Okay, so, let's finish the site. Yeah, so Terry has a few sago palms in his yard. They look pretty bad, didn't cover them, didn't do anything, and he's trying to figure out what to do. Calvin says, wait and see what happens. Trey says, wait, see what happens. Jerry says, kiss him goodbye. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, wait. However, I, I, I'm covering myself. I said 60% are going to die. Oh. You said okay. 50. <laughs> I, said, I said 60. <laughs> so How are we going to know which one of you is right? <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll do like we you, always do. We'll each declare we're oh, right. Okay. Oh, you figured it out. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> finally I figured out how they work. Terry, does so that, anyway, does the that bottom line is watch and wait. I've, I've said that for uh, a couple weeks now. Uh, has it been a couple weeks? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Watch and wait. Watch and wait. Um, uh, the Palms and Sagos, I said, wait until May 1st. And then I'm with Trace. Uh, everything else is to April 15th. Wait, wait okay. until. And that, like okay, the, the so shrubs and, and that. The only the only shrub is, I say that, yeah, it's probably a goner. It's oleanders. They're probably mm. froze right down to the ground. Yeah, they, they, they look pretty sad. Does that but, help you, Terry? Uh, but, uh, Terry, the one uh, really uh, thing that we all agree on, I think it's the first time we've ever seen almost every sago palm is uh, completely brown, brown up yeah. the, at the top. I, I don't think we've ever seen that where every single one of them has frozen back. And, and such a pretty brown, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So leave, thank so, you. So leave them, Thanks, until, leave them be until May 1st. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good. Good start. Stopping point. Okay. Uh, Trace was just showing you got to look at these. These are what the, the topiary box would look like. There are. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, what are they again? Arbovite. Arbovite. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're cool looking. I mean, these are these yeah. are artistic. That's a, that's a good Michigan-Minnesota I, I, I was going to say Arbovite. It's a, that, that and you. Yeah, I mean, it looks yeah. like what, it, these are neat. You, you have to come by to Mil- I know. Deer I like a lot. 
got to come by Millburgers to see it. We're going to talk to Mark about upcoming SAWS programs in just a moment. Yeah. We're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Mark is uh, visiting with someone and answering their question about something they had planted. So uh, we'll give him a chance to, to answer her question, and uh, we'll uh, then we'll talk to him about upcoming SAWS programs. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Okay, let's see. Johnson City Joe... What did he, what did he, I mean, he had a question too, but I, I want Joe to call in here, Joe. We, we miss you when you don't call in. <laughs> uh, he said, oh, I'm supposed to remind you, Jerry. Yeah. Around March 1st, coming up on, on Monday, about planting Jerusalem artichokes. Uh-oh. Make sure he gives everyone their share. I got them. You got them? Yeah, I still got them. Where are they? <laughs> He said he sent them to me. Remember? Right, but you were supposed to share them. Yeah, but not not before. If I sent them out now, people would plant them. Well, March first is on Monday. I mean, uh, before I got them in. Uh, <coughs> what was it? You knew November, the you knew the October? freeze was coming, so you said, "Okay, I'm not going to give them out now." You're right. All right, there you go, Joe. I told him now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210 308 8867. Speaking of Joe, yeah. <laughs> I've got an, uh, a question from him uh, that I received on February 14th, Valentine's. Oh, right before we got the big frost. It said, uh, <laughs> several years ago, I read how to, how, a how to article by Malcolm Beck on his website on how to compost your body when you die. Right. In the article, he indicated he was going to have his body composted. Is that why you were asking that question last week to somebody? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair, okay. Yeah, yeah. Said, uh, and then Joe said, I never read that he did that. Awesome, <laughs> And today he said he was reading an article uh, in a scientific source that there are now funeral companies in the far west that specializes in composting the dead into soil. Once the process is through, family members can take the composted remains or they can donate to them the composted remains to a special spot in a garden or forest. That neat? Yeah. I read that there are about 160-plus green cemeteries where you are laid to rest with no embalming. That's got to be stinking. Dust-to-dust cemeteries. Hmm. <laughs> Have any of you decided to be compost when you die? Yeah. This was to Calvin and uh, Milton and I. <laughs> Uh, Joe says, I have asked my family to drop me off in the pasture where the critters and nature will make good use of me. Uh, We call the area Bonnie Road and the place we take cattle and other animals that die. All right. Uh, 
If you have not read Malcolm's How To, it is very interesting. Now, I, I, I didn't, never thought about where Malcolm was buried. And so I talked to uh, one of his friends who uh, got, in, got in con- contact uh, with uh, De- his wife, Delphine, who's right. still doing well. Good. But uh, uh, she's, she's been, she's had some problems lately. But um, uh, she said uh, Malcolm was cremated. Okay. And they spread the ashes uh, right there behind the house in in his orchard, behind his house. All right. So he was not composted. Okay, but I just picture this situation, you know, where we get a call from somebody. You know, we just we just composted my mother-in-law in the backyard. Yeah. How long before we can plant something? Uh. Or, <laughs> or it's not. Or, That's true. Or you know, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that that answers Joe's question. Very a little good, bit Joe. late, but I was trying well, to doing research. gather information. All right, Mark is with us. Hi, everyone. Hey, Mark. Yeah, the, uh, came over and talked palms. Uh, the, my, I'll have a wonderful article on garden style next week. Oh, good. Uh, with all my thoughts on palms, but generally it's a watch and wait. Is that, are you going to relate the, the different palms and how, yeah, how they, so that's what, that's which ones what are best to use? Yeah, that's what I did. Cool. Uh, so so uh, there's a whole list. There's about eight where I go, Jerry? Yeah. And then uh, these are the ones that survived. And like Trace was saying, in 89, uh, just about every Mexican fan palm uh, in the whole South Texas area died. Uh, like 90 plus percent all the wow. way to the yeah, valley yeah yeah right? it, 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 anybody saw the uh, 77 starting in raymondville all the way down to yeah. ireland and it was like row after row after row <laughs> of dead mexican palm yeah um, hmm. when i first came here that was uh i think they planted those palms because they were going to make that a a, a retreat a, a vacation retreat yeah in the valley yeah so and, that was, and, and, and they planted those in, and then they rose. What are the big tall ones that you? That, that's Mexican fan. Oh dear. So the, the the irony is their name is Washingtonia robusta, and they're not. Oh. But they tend to grow fast. They're tall, skinny, and kind of wave in the wind, and so they're kind of pretty. But they they, they don't like cold weather. Okay. Anyway, that article will be coming out uh, next Tuesday. Uh, what I'm really here now, to talk about. When you say it's coming out, how oh, do people... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, you, you always have to catch me on this. <laughs> okay. I just assume everybody knows. If you go to GardenStyleSanAntonio.com, mm-hmm. uh, there's a little button on there that says, if you want the e-newsletter, sign up. And so every Tuesday afternoon, late afternoon, uh, our electronic newsletter comes out and has all different kinds of great information. And they're all archived on the site. Oh, good. Uh, so next week we'll talk about how to do a new landscape after after freezes. And then uh, there will be an article on uh, palms. And hopefully we're going to squeeze in an article by David. David uh, Obrego. Uh, my oh, David. Okay. My, my David. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be Citrus SOS. So oh, okay. Talk about <laughs> Citrus. Uh, he's, uh, he's my citrus. That ought to be short. 
It, I did edit on it the down. Citrus. <laughs> <laughs> I did edit it a little bit. Down. Well, it's uh, going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, it depends, I guess, your philosophy. Well, it's, uh, Almost it, it, a lot of them, if you're uh, pessimistic, I guess you could just say <laughs> most of them are going to be done for. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I'm with Jerry on this we one. Had, <laughs> we had all the, all the citrus I mentioned before planted in Uvalde. And I talked to Dr. Stein, uh, Larry Stein, last week. They got them all. Well, I think they got, got them all in my backyard, even. Great yeah. uh, it was going to be like this great test. We're going to get to 25. We're going to see how they're doing 25. The problem is it got lower than 25. Yeah, there you go. For, for 72 plus hours. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay, so that's coming up. Uh, okay, let me, yeah, that's coming up. Now, and the other thing is, real yeah. quick, I know you're coming up. Oh, no, we just have a caller, so. Oh, okay. Um, beginning on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. The annual Water Saver Landscape Coupon. Oh, begins. good. Okay. Uh, and it will continue on to October, uh, November 15th. Um, so what that means is for every 200 square feet of lawn you take out, you can get a $100 coupon with eight coupons maximum. Uh, lifetime max. Uh, now, Middleburgers has a wonderful display of plants, of all the permitted plants. We have over 120 plants. Life is rough, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, plants that people can choose. So you sign up, get your coupon on our website, the Garden Style Essay uh, website, and apply, and then we send it to you through your phone, your coupon, and then you just Whoa. show the coupon here. Good. That's yeah, easy. It's very, very easy. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. The other quick, the other thing is. Hang on, Tom. Yeah, I know. Hang on, Tom. The other quick thing is we will have spring bloom. Right. It will be virtual. Okay. It will start Wednesday, March 10th at noon. Oh, a week from uh, this Wednesday. Yeah. It's coming up. It sure is. Uh, you, now, on that one, I won't tell the difference. I want everyone to go to the main saws a website okay saws.org right yeah www.saws.org and then it will prompt you to the landing page and that page will have all the information plus where you click oh, good. to attend the programs that you want okay where do you pick up your free plant no we're not doing free plants come on man <laughs> <laughs> can you, not, not go. Not, can not, you send Jerry a virtual plant? Yeah, Just I, a picture I, I, or something. It'll be a picture of a plant. <laughs> yeah. a picture Come of on, Ruel, Oh, because he was talking about that. Yes, He'll he like was. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, drive, we'll drive through and pick up our fur plant, Mark. Uh, no. No. You can do that, Mark. Yeah, I'm sure I could do that. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> and then, finally, he just reminded me of that. March 6th, Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Jam and Jams will have a brevi- abbreviated event down <laughs> at uh, Texas A&M South, San Antonio. Okay. I thought they were going so to different dr- locations. They, they are. We canceled the other one. Oh, okay. It, it seemed to have inclement weather during that day. Uh, so, the, so you'll be able to drive through, and people will put a plant in, in, yeah. in your back, back of your truck. You we, know, used to a give, German, a German. we used to give... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, High-efficiency toilets, and now they give little little plants. I'm donating some of the same materials from the toilet program. (laughs) Big orange flags, uh, people drag people in. So if they can do that, why can't you do that with a free plant? We've been involved in other issues, right? What? What happened? A a historic freeze. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Oh, We've been involved in that. Uh, Very good, Mark. Now, next right. year, we may consider it. Will I get two See, next the, year? Ah, oh, jeez. Will I get two next year? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get your one from 2021 and your one for 2022. <laughs> no, no. You'll probably say there's, he wants two already because we didn't do it in 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a solid customer. I deserve my plan. Oh, jeez. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right. It's yeah. a good time thanks, to run. It is a good time to run. <laughs> Tom is on the line at 210-308-8867. Got a question about his Mexican olive tree. I let Mark stay for that. Okay. I am. Because that's another one that's going to be. Uh, Tom, this is scary. I don't think it's going to be good news. Uh, oh. Stop doing that to poor Tom now. What's going on, Tom? It's 15 years old. And I know each year it gets a little frosty and I trim the back of it. But um, <clears throat> this year it's pretty brown. And I went down to the main trunk. With a little knife, and I cut back, and I didn't see any green. Is that bad or good? That's well, bad. <laughs> where, where, well, first question is, where do you live? Where is the street? The Braunfels. You're Braunfels. Okay. Even colder than that. You're a little out of its uh, range by about, oh, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 miles. <laughs> um, so that, 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 that might be a little problem. But I would still go with the watch and wait. Wait until April 15th and see if some new stuff will be coming out. Yeah, because a lot of them will, will uh, might die back all the way to the ground, and then they'll come back. And like the one at the Alamo. Yeah. Yes. Once they start coming back, they come back fast. Yeah. Mm. Mine have done that a couple times over the same 15 years you're talking about. Yeah, because it's uh, yes. probably about, I don't know, 18, 20 foot tall and around. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're spectacular. Yes. Do you have they're... pictures? Uh, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I, have, I, can you some, I can get you some pictures of it brown, but nothing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should, I should send out the pictures I got of my Mexican olive by the Alamo. We yeah, take seen... this flag in the back. In other words, I'm just a little bit too far north then from my... Yeah, for for that particular well, species. Well, it's just it lasted that long. Yeah. 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 Just a little more challenging. Yes. Yeah, it, it's always a challenge on, on that. But, uh, Milton, you're supposed to go, what happened to the tree at the Alamo? Oh, what happened to the tree See, it froze back. at the Alamo? It was one of the largest. Wow. And, and it froze back a couple of times. Oh, yeah. And, one, and, and one year it... it it, it was multi-trunk. It was beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the problem is I don't think it's there anymore. Oh. What? Yeah. I don't, I don't when know. did you look? I don't, I don't know. I heard. I heard. <laughs> it, been, it was there before the freeze. It, it, was it? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Now i got to look. Right. <laughs> Someone send us a picture. So I, 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 uh, I was down there to take that picture, and I looked under the tree, and there's a bunch of uh, dead stumps under there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
where, but it, it came out. It, in other words, it's frozen back all the way down the ground. Right. And yeah. it's come back. Yeah. That, yeah. Therefore, that for the news is watch and wait. And that's a typical scenario. Mine's got keep a couple the, Keep the chainsaw yeah. handy, though. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank, thank you much. Thanks, Tom. Have okay. a nice one. You too. Let's take a quick break while we got a chance. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. Hurricane Smith's birthday falls February 22nd. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Talked about BSG, a builder systems group, local company, and if you're looking for security, if you're looking for home services, you want to call BSG. These guys do a great job. Uh, outstanding equipment, best equipment uh, that that you'll find out there. Uh, and they're not going to, this is the coolest thing. Their attitude is we're going to customize something for you uh, that you need. We're not going to just sell you something that we got 20 packages and here's package one or here's package two or we have four packages. And they can uh, customize something specifically for your needs and maybe even think of something that you didn't know they had. Which is be nice and refreshing too. That like that water thing might have been nice if you've uh, had concern about losing water. Uh, you can it cuts off the water if the water starts flowing. So go to bsgtexas.com or you can call them at two one zero eight seven seven twelve twenty two two one zero eight seven seven twelve twenty two. You ask for Jim. Uh, he'll be happy to help you. Uh, Jim runs the joint there uh, at Builder Systems Group. You say, Milton said to talk to you. You talk to him. Jim will help you out. 210-877-1222. All right. <clears throat> excuse me. 210-308-8867. Excuse me. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. What you got there? Well, now, you know, we've been talking about plants. We do a lot of that on the... On the Sometimes, yes. <laughs> and... Uh, I was I was wondering if it got cold enough to damage the citrus in the valley. Uh huh. And it did. I don't know. You got, yeah, you got I, got, I got a deal from uh, uh, president of the Texas Citrus Mutual, and uh, he he uh, his orchard is uh, located near Harlingen in the Rio Grande Valley, and he suffered significant freeze damage. All right. Um, it said uh, he knew it was in about a, a few days of clearer skies, warmer weather let him assess the damage of his grapefruit orchard, and they had a picture of it. And they said, as time goes on, it'll start to look worse. Who is also president of the Hill Country. The winter storm that paralyzed Texas for four, four days last week is going to have a lasting effect on the citrus people, the growers in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, after the extended freeze killed millions of pounds of citrus. In other words, 
the citrus that they hadn't hadn't uh, picked mm. is still on the trees or on the ground now. It's so on the ground citrus now. prices are going to go up. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Well, no, but <laughs> Texas citrus is a minor part of the total. Oh, okay. <laughs> Said uh, <laughs> da- uh, damaged fruit af- affected by the recent freeze in the Rio Grande Valley, February twenty-four. Said. Uh, he said his uh, citrus orchard in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, the grapefruit damaged by last week's winter storm, which also damaged new blooms that would have produced next season's crop. See, uh, this is in the February this thing happened. And you, if you remember, we talked about uh, if you want to prune your citrus, uh, do it in in mid-February, mid to late February, before the flush of new growth start. Well, I bet you they had some flush of new growth in the Rio Grande Valley already having it. Um, said uh, the twi- the 20-year average for grapefruit produced in the Rio Grande Valley is 460 million pounds. More than half of this year, this year's yield will be lost after the storm. And Valencia oranges, which are considered late season harvest, will nearly be a total loss. And those Virginia uh, Valencias are good down there. Uh, so <laughs> next year, uh, in the next year, because of the freeze, also damaged citrus bloom that will become fruit for next year's season's harvest. Uh, and I always go back to the story back in uh, 1989 after they lost the, the second crop of, uh, of citrus uh, from replanting in 1983. Uh, I asked one of the growers, uh, did, they, did they think that the... Um, the citrus growers would replant grapefruit in the Rio Grande Valley. And the guy, without hesitation, and he was a, a large grower, said, without a doubt, we will replant the grapefruit in the Rio Grande Valley because we, uh, the Rio Grande Valley grows the best grapefruit in the world because of the soils and the temperatures and things like that. So, uh, but now I don't know if <laughs> he was an older man by the, at that time. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they come back. Well, a lot of the acreage has gone way down yeah. since then, anyway. In '89, yeah, they replanted, but the acreage yeah. planted went way down. Oh yeah. And uh, but we we talked about uh, plants. But we haven't talked about the major problem that this freeze caused, and that's the effects <laughs> on the dairy industry. Dairy? And, yeah. Uh, the uh, he said the well, most when, of, when did we become responsible for the dairy industry? We're yeah, responsible we for everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> most of Texas livestock survived the harsh weather. But the loss of power meant processing and production was at a standstill and will need time to recover. Now, I, I, was, I was wondering about that when I began to read it. And then 
I went to CVS to get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. And the disaster is there was no Bluebell ice cream at CVS. That's blasphemous. Well, was it? That's critical. Was it because of contamination again? Or no, was no. Well, their their milk did, uh, their ice cream did uh, melt. Oh. When electricity was off. And the freezers? Oh. No. They should have called you right then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on over. Bring your medicine and get over here and start eating. It's like the, the nurseries when they get over mature plants. Yeah. They, 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 so there's no milk <laughs> or the milk's in short supply and the uh, ice cream, which is, that's really uh, now, when is so that common. dated, though? <laughs> is huh? it, when is that dated? You obviously haven't been to the H-E-B lately. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, has it changed or no? Yeah, no, there, there, there is no milk. Oh, uh, still? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, it's in all the big gallon jugs, but I don't need yeah. gallon jugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, CVS, uh, you could only have one. Yeah, I know, I know they were doing the, uh, the yeah. limiting. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that means milk and products like cream cheese, ice cream, uh, and powdered milk will be hard to come by in some areas of the state, at least for the short term. Okay. Now, that's serious, Milton. I know. Are you? I can't have my bluebell ice cream. Are you supposed to be eating that bluebell ice cream? No. What do you mean? <laughs> I've been eating that ice cream ever since no, I got no, to Texas. That's not the question. Uh, <laughs> Are you supposed to be eating yeah. it? Yes, I'm supposed to be eating it to make me happy. Okay. <laughs> and the, uh, that's what your doctor said. He said, okay, I know there's some medical things here, but just we want you happy. So go ahead. So the, la- the last thing was in at CVS was two little cartons. Yeah, did you get them? I got them, uh, and when I got to the cash register, they uh, made you give one back. They opened it, opened the top. Oh, to make sure. And they had melted oh. and refrozen. At which time they said, "You don't want these, do you?" I said, "Hell yes." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And if you got more of those in the back, I'll take them. Much to my, <laughs> much to my son's dismay. I took them home, and they were good. Okay. Yeah. They were they were kind of shrunk in the carton, but because uh, they yeah they thawed. well and they can taste a little burny. No, little they tasted good. Okay, good. Bluebell tastes good even after it's thawed. So if you got to CVS and there were no uh, little cartons, you <laughs> yeah. know who, you know well, who got the last. I two. only left one on the shelf. We gotta be. A little bit careful. We got to be careful because a lot of people have gone through even worse than yeah. ice cream that's not what? available. Yeah. <laughs> what could be worse than bluebell ice cream not being available? Not having any electricity. Yeah. Well, I did that too. All right. But after I lived through it, I deserved some ice cream. Okay. Two one zero. Now, what are you doing? <laughs> Perfect time to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. We're not scheduled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. More plant talk. Let's, that's above, let's that's above uh, me not getting a free plant at the, ah. at the giveaway thing. Yeah, Mark is now leaving. And Mark, <laughs> Mark's learning slowly. Take, take your chances when you get them. Um, I'm uh, uh, 
Greg Grant uh, did a a um, wonderful write-up, and then I, I say did. I said you should. Uh, he did uh, several write-ups. Yeah, on the he free was. Damage. He was talking about that in a couple times. And I gave Mark. Uh, he covered all the plant material. And um, he's not uh, as encouraging I, about crepe myrtles. No. And I. <laughs> I uh, I will have it printed into I'll print it tomorrow in, in tomorrow's paper. I'm no I'm I'm gonna try to put it on uh, the website tonight, or get my web webmaster to. But this write up that Greg did to show how people are interested in it, he writes uh, he wrote me I thanked him for doing it. He said. Uh, sure, but it's not perfect. May have some typos. I'm trying to up. Date daily based on questions folks have. Kind of an unending monumental task. Hmm. The first uh, post that he he posted uh, passed three hundred thousand uh, um, three hundred thousand uh, readers. Readers. Yeah. With over 300 comments and 3,000 shares. Wow. Uh, and so it, it, he, he said, I literally spent the rest of my, I could literally spend the rest of my life teaching folks via the computer and never leave the chair. Kind of an overwhelming, kind of overwhelming but amazing. So. Uh, <laughs> Are you getting more activity on Plant Answers? Uh, I really don't have anything on there. I will. That's why I'm going to put this on there. No, I just meant are people asking you on the, on the questions that you're getting. Are you getting lots of people? No. Okay. And uh, uh, Neil Sperry had a, had a write up. I'm getting a lot. You get a lot. I think he just turned that feature off. <laughs> no, we haven't. We have not received a lot of questions. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we always they're, be, they're being sent to Greg. <laughs> they're immediately being forwarded to Greg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Said, uh, talking about crepe myrtle, he said, uh, patient, uh, Neil writes, the, uh, the, uh, the key word for your crepe myrtles after the February 2021 freeze is patience. Okay. In other words, wait and see which ones come out and which ones don't. Uh, if you scratch the bark and can see moist green tissue, that wood is probably still alive. I guess it'll be crispy. <laughs> but remember that it's normal for a crepe myrtle, a subtropical plant, to have six to eight inches of dead twig wood each, each winter. Don't worry about that. It will drop off as new growth begins in the speech, uh, spring. Well, even even if the whole top died. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah, you may, you may have a plant. And if you remember in '89, uh, I believe it was that, uh, you know, they they put on half their growth at least. Yeah. Right, right that first growing season. Yeah. You know, uh, if you do not find moist green tissues as you progress down the stems, your plant may have frozen partway or completely to the ground. In our plantings of 40,000 crepe myrtles across the city of McKinney. In the past 20 years, we have seen frequent dieback of five specific varieties. Natchez, 
Really? <laughs> the the Y one. Yeah, matches big, that. Big, tall me. Y one. Surprises me. Now, uh, a side note on that. Uh, there, There's a one that they released, the USDA released, uh, called uh, Sarah's Favorite. Sarah's Favorite. It was re- released at the same time Natchez was. And a lot of people wanted it to be released instead of the Natchez. Well, they didn't release it uh, because Natchez, I guess, had bigger blooms or bigger cl- bloom clusters. But what they mess- messed up with is Sarah's favorite is uh, is more cold-hardy than Natchez is. And I sent uh, Sarah's favorite is the crepe myrtle that I sent for my brother to grow in Ohio. And it'd come back from the roots every year. We've got one... Uh, huge, uh, it grows by, about as big as Natchez, uh, huge one in, uh, right outside of where I was raised that had never frozen back in uh-huh. Tennessee. So, and Milberger at one time, a couple of years ago, had Sarah's favorite. So, uh, that was named by a guy in Memphis. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, when, when they, when they chose Natchez, uh, they sent uh, they sent all these uh, cravemers out to be uh, tested, and when they decided on Natchez, no everybody wouldn't get rid of their Sarah's favorite, which was named after uh, a lady in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, and so, so they kept them, and uh, they, then they realized uh, that it it blew it's white bloom big tall plant and blooms white. But they realize there's more coal tar. Also, one of the species that uh, had frequent dieback was Tuscarora. Really? Which was my favorite <laughs> uh, when they first came out. Tuscarora, Muscogee, Sioux, and Country Red. Huh. Yeah, the... the uh, <laughs> yeah. It's probable that... Muscogee is another good one. Yeah. It's, pro- it's pro- pro- probable... That these will be damaged this year, and prob- possibly others uh, will be too. Uh, if you have watch your crab myrtles in your neighborhood, if you have to plant that lags behind the in leafing out by more than two weeks, it's probably frozen to the ground. And if that's the case, all you have to do <laughs> is cut it back to the ground. Uh, as you remove all the dead wood, select the strongest shoot that puts up from the ground, and train them into new new uh, trunks. It'll come so back. That's, that's not called Quick. crepe murdering. It's no. called crepes. No. What do you call that? Crepe saving. Yeah. Crepe, yeah. crepe CPR. <laughs> hey, uh, Sylvia's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Sylvia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Sylvia, you still there? Sylvia. Oh, we, we lost you, Sylvia. So call us back, okay? 210-308-8867. You want to hang a second? We've got to take a break while Sylvia calls no, us back. Of course. Okay. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hello, Walt. Hello. Hello. I think 
And celebrating more February birthdays, Farron Young, born on the 25th of February. Hello, Wallace and Song. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. How's it going, Trace? It's busy today. This is good. This is good. Yeah. A lot of people are buying tomatoes. They're, they are. Just like Milton said in his commercial, you can't go wrong with the Ruby Crush, right, Milton? That's what I said. That's what and you today, said. I quoted y'all. Today, all of the uh, proceeds from uh, from the Ruby Crush sales is going to get donated to the Bear, I always get this wrong, Bear County Master Gardeners Youth Gardening, Youth Gardening <laughs> Program. Thank you. Yeah. I, there's so many words. That's a lot of words. Yeah, so uh, you want to hurry by today, make an extra effort so you can uh, help Millburgers to support them. I'm thinking we should have David call. <laughs> that, would be, that would be good. I wonder if this is our Warren. Warren is on the line with a grapefruit question at 210-308-8867. Hey, Warren, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, I don't have a question, but I have a story about grapefruit. Oh, it is our Warren. It's Spider-Man. Hello, hey, Warren. hello. Yeah, hey, what are uh, you going to do now that all the fire ants have been killed? Uh, No. They're not no. dead. They're just, they're just hiding. They're waiting for us, for people to call us. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but I got some ancient history that you guys reminded me of. Back in the middle 70s, I was asked to go to Harlingen to get rid of some termites for a lady. And I went down there, and I was working and working and working. And when I was done and loading up my truck, this lady comes walking towards me with two big brown grocery bags, one under each arm. And she says, here, she says, here, take these. I have one more bag for you. So I, I got them, and one was full of grapefruit, and the other one was full of oranges. The most oh. beautiful, beautiful fruit you ever saw. She yeah. came back. She came back with a bag of lemons. Oh my and, goodness! And never to this day have I ever tasted fresh fruit that good. I mean, even in Hawaii, it was <laughs> just fabulous. And yeah, they, they I, say those oranges. Uh, was it navel, navel oranges? You think? Not yep, many they seeds. Sure were. Yep. Yeah, yep. they say the the Valley Naval oranges are some of the best in the world. Mm. And these are right sweeter. out of her, right out of her backyard. There you go. <laughs> if you if you'd have waited till eighty three to go down there, she probably wouldn't have been as generous. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> or eighty four. Or eighty four. Yeah, you're you're right. There 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 were good they're good citrus. The interesting thing now, uh, even on the, the write-ups that I'm seeing about the f- uh, freeze damage, uh, everybody is showing a cut grapefruit, which is the the new red that was developed down there, that took the, took the place of uh, ruby red, uh, which was a, it was light pink, and now it's uh, real real red. I think they call the the new mutant uh, that they found that replaced them after replaced all the trees after uh, 89 not after the 89 trees well my uh, 
my daughter married a young man that, that grew up on a ranch in Fredericksburg, north of Fredericksburg, in a little place called Doss. And um, oh yeah, I know they, what that is. They uh, uh, ranching family, farming family, and all that, and uh, it just fabulous community out there. Two beautiful grandkids. Uh, she shared all these snow pictures of them <laughs> living living in the volunteer fire department house <laughs> oh, over no. a week over a week they were living on wow. generators out there they had power lines down there well actually there's people still out there in between Dawson and Mason they still have no power because they still mm. have power lines power lines are still down yeah that's a mess but I was Warren. I was just calling calling about yeah. the breakthrough, and uh, I, I remember I seem to remember it was it wasn't very red it was more like pink back in them days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that sure that was. was good. They were good back in those days. But uh, this red ones replaced them. And I, Warren, you know, I asked I asked the lady okay. where'd you get these, and she said in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I did had a similar situation when I went down there for the first time. Uh, I looked into this person's backyard, and uh, they had a grapefruit tree, and all of the grapefruit, a lot of the grapefruit was on the ground. And so I, sh- uh, I thought they would be precious to those people down there. But when you got huge trees full of them, <laughs> and I asked him, could I, could I go out and can I get a few of those grapefruit? He said, you could have all of those grapefruit. That, that was obviously before you got all your prescriptions. because now, now it's Oh, yeah. A long time before I got all my prescriptions. Yeah, hey, Warren, like do you anticipate like, that the... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Do you anticipate that the cold will impact Jerry's... Jerry was talking about something that I saw, too, about the fire ants, which clearly is not the case. Uh, but what about other insects that might get knocked out because of the freeze? Anything anything going to get worse or better? Or? Uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very few. The uh, It'll uh, be different, huh? It's change the it'll be absolutely, yeah. The, uh, the, the rat and squirrel calls have been tremendous. You know, they're tearing their way into people's uh, places to get warm over water heaters, you know, up in the attic. Yeah. Well, and, and if you got so, bird feeders out there, they're finding their way to them real quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tearing up the bird feeders. And uh, <laughs> I, I was looking at my neighbor's backyard uh, right before the snow, and he's got these lights up towards his tree, and I saw this huge shadow. It looked like a like a five foot tall it was a it was a possum it was a shadow of a possum and he was he was going up in the tree and uh scared me <laughs> i was real i didn't think i had a big enough trap for that guy there you go well thank, thank you thanks warren okay guys y'all have a great weekend you too okay thank you of course warren remy of spider-man pest control he calls in occasionally beth is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Beth? Well, recently Jerry had been compli- or noticing that he hadn't seen Texas bluegrass coming up yet. This morning 
uh, Milton said something about everything looks so green all of a sudden. And then Calvin mentioned one of the things that had come up was the bluegrass. Anyway, I, I have been tr- uh, trying to identify the different grasses that have come up on my property. And since the snow now, I see this little low-to-the-ground plant that I think it may be the bluegrass. And it, where it comes out, the center of it, little low plant to the ground, it branches out into four or five little stems, stays low to the ground, but long, you know. And I was wondering if this could be what he's referring to as Texas bluegrass. An- annual bluegrass. Annual bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's annual. probably what it is. Low to the yeah. ground. <laughs> very pretty. And uh, I'm sure it was up before the snow, but all of a sudden I see it up with a lot of the other little winter plants. Yeah. Yeah, this is the year for it. You know, in past years, Jerry and I have I've kind of talked to, I've promoted the rescue grass, and but this year I haven't seen much rescue grass compared to the annual yeah. bluegrass. Right, and this is what I, I checked on my grass book, and to be sure and say that this definitely is not a brome or the rescue. I know them. But this is the first year that I've really noticed this pretty little grass, and I can see that it could be one that would grow up in a field, and the deer browse so much right here around my house, and so I think this is what they're browsing is this little... No. I would guess not. (laughs) I think it's a horse herb or... no, not horse herb. I know that. <laughs> no, yeah. but, or some, anyway. so, some, one of the broad leaves that they're now in my neighborhood. Uh, they're eating the horse herb and uh, henbit. Oh, and I don't have a problem with either of those. The horse herb later on in the summer, yeah. But I know it. Everybody knows it. And one one other comment. I wish we could have some kind of a regulation to tell people who have legustrum trees growing on their property, keep them cut back to at least no more than eight feet. Don't let them get any higher than eight feet. Keep them from blooming. You know, cut them back every year if you've got to have the thing. Now, my cedar wax wings would not be too happy about that. That's (laughs) that's exactly why I'm saying that, because neighbors uh, have two huge, huge ligustrums that I used to be able to keep cut back. I could keep it cut back, but things change, and they got real tall and are so heavy laden with the fruit. And then, of course, the birds come over to the bird baths that we have. But I think... Did they poop on your car? Well, not on the car, but the sidewalks and everything else. And, (laughs) you know, and I think it could really get to be a problem because they come up and you don't really notice them till they're too hard to get in to cut down, you know. But I I really, if we don't don't do something about them, uh, they really are more offensive, I think, than china berries. Really? That was the most common plant planted as a screen back in the 60s. And, uh, yeah, so and I understand. They're all over downtown. And in the area the out in the northwest corner of uh, I-10 and Wolfsbach Road, there's a neighborhood mm. out there, Laurelwood or something, but there are some really serious problems with ligustrums. So I think there ought to be some okay. kind of rule. If, you know, if people just cut them down. Low, if they have to have the shade or the screening, keep them from blooming. 
you know. Well, so. it's, an, it's an ongoing issue. I mean, I've cut down oh, nine out of ten, and I got one. That, well, I've got three that are still growing because the birds like them so much. But yeah. Beth, we got you got to you have to keep oh. at it. We got oh. one more question, Beth. So okay. I, I need to. Uh, Thank you thanks. for identifying grass. Thanks, good. Beth. Carol is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Carol? I was just calling uh, to see. I have a live oak that seems to be, uh, you know, damaged by the uh, freeze. Do you happen to know whether that will come back or not? Uh, what is it? It's a live oak. Uh, oh. so, so this is the actual natural time that the leaves start falling. So I'm 99% sure that that there's no damage. It just sped the process where they all are dropping at once rather than over about a two- or three-week period. I think, uh, Trace, I kind of looked in my neighborhood, and I think they're still going to be dropping over that two- or three-week. There's some, just like you said, that have dropped leaves now, but then there's a whole bunch of them that... Are just starting or haven't started? Well, it might have been how much cold they were subjected to. There, that's there's a lot, true. That's lot true. of variables. But if they're uh, in the wind, uh, you got no, you got no problem. More than likely, it's just uh, sped the process along. That's yeah. That at least. Okay, so the tree will be okay. Should be. Yeah, that'd be okay. All right, Trace. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Sure, girl. Bye. Thanks. Good question Bye. for Bye. us. Got about a minute and a half left, Trace. What else is going on? Well, I, I was hoping David would call so he could say what, uh, what we're going to. Oh. They're going to be using the money for, but uh, I want to remind everybody the proceeds from the the rodeo tomato this year, today, are going to go to the Bear County Master Gardeners uh, Kids Youth Programs, mm-hmm. and uh, That's, know, those are the ones we got to get interested in this industry because yeah. they are our our future. Well, and let's remind them, this is a spectacular tomato, too, the Ruby Crush. If you're looking for the best tasting, this one has got a chance of competing for the best tasting. Oh, yeah. Jerry and I have de- haven't decided whether it's BHN 968 or Ruby Crush is the best, but right right today, I would vote for Ruby Crush as the best tasting tomato. Wow. Well, today is probably the only variety you're going to find. <laughs> no celebrity there. <laughs> I, I I just seen some damage from cold weather on one of our customers. Solid blue hair. I think that's normal. Did you see that, Milton? It's normal. Dude. I don't know about normal. It turned, okay. it turned blue. All right. <laughs> Say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job getting every the calls on the air. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you back here tomorrow at 1604 on Bull Road for Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer.